You're listening to the Getting Swamped Podcast. Your number one podcast for Florida Gator football. Scared money don't make money. All right, folks. Welcome to another episode of Getting Swamped. This is none other than your boy, David Soderquist. And what a weekend for Florida Gator recruiting. It's not over yet, folks. Florida's recruiting class right now is starting to scratch the surface of that top 10. We will have on Jacob Rudner from 24-7 Sports to break everything down here from Friday Night Lights and the grill in the Ville, folks. But first, let's talk about the Gator Collective right now. The Gator Collective, they launched a new interactive website now with message boards ran by Bob Redman. Everybody knows who Redman is. He's been in the business for over 20 plus years, does a fantastic job. And a few other members of the Gator Collective will be running it as well. Costs five more bucks a month and the message boards will, it'll be pretty heavily monitored. I know some of you folks don't like some of the toxic things that could go on in other message boards, but I was told they're heavily enforcing that being that there's going to be student athletes in there as well. So if you can, man, check it out. Five more bucks a month, not that much, does help out the student athletes, but it's, you know, totally fan interactive. Uh, just pretty cool, man. Pretty cool concept all around. Also, if you're not subscribed to the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord or Gators Breakdown Plus, we had an awesome interview with Derek Wingo this past week, and with Gator Dave's permission, he allowed me to play a little snippet from this discussion. So here we go. You know, the... Predictions right now for the uh, you know national people they're they're looking at Florida they're not too high on us um, you know picking us to finish fourth in the division uh, the over under on wins is around like six and a half seven wins Derek is the uh, players aware of this do you guys you know have a chip on your shoulder right now um, you know the playing the disrespect card is pretty powerful to come out and surprise people um, where are you guys at with that. Yeah, I'd say definitely we saw that and was actually really shocked. And obviously that's going to put a chip on our shoulder and um, that kind of motivates us more to kind of get after it. Um, but at the same time, we looked at it as, you know, we're, we have this new coaching staff. We have um, these players that we've been working with for a little bit. We have this bond and that it really just throughout this spring and throughout the summer, we were able to just really gain confidence, I think, was the biggest thing um, in ourselves and in, in us as a team. So, um I'd say it would definitely, definitely puts a chip on our shoulder and kind of makes us really angry and excited to really get out there and be able to go get after some of these guys. But um, at the end of the day, we kind of, kind of looked at it and we were like, "Hey, you know, any any reporter, or any media guy can put out whatever they want, but they can see us in the swamp when we're in Utah uh, game one, and from there on out." All right, folks, you heard it there from Derek Wingo, team not listening to the media, putting that chip on their shoulder, using it as motivation against Utah game one. Just a, a fantastic in-depth interview we had with Derek Wingo, and you can catch that whole interview there, folks, on Gators Breakdown Plus. I mean, not only are you supporting Dave Waters, the fantastic job he does with keeping us informed with the breaking news and, and all of that, you're also getting interactive private interviews with Gators Breakdown Plus members and stuff you don't normally see on a Twitter space or anything like that. So join Gators Breakdown Plus if you get a chance. Uh, we have fun in that Discord chat, man. It, it's hilarious. It's a great time. We also keep up with everything Florida Gator news in there as well. So just a great group of guys in there. Uh, Dave's assembled in there. So if you haven't joined Gators Breakdown Plus, head over to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm. 
All right, folks, as I promised, we'll have on Jacob Rudner from 24-7 Sports here shortly to discuss the wild and positive weekend we had at Florida Gator Recruiting. We will have that interview after a word from prizepicks.com. And boy, oh boy, was it an eventful UFC finish from last night between Pena and Nunez. Holy moly, man. And if you took Nunez, you probably came away very happy with some extra bucks in your pocket. And I can help you put extra bucks in your pocket, too, when you sign up for Prize Picks right now. Join Prize Picks right now with promo code SWAMP to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks offers every sport like NFL, college, NBA, basketball, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, esports, and more. Prize Picks has an award winning, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. Prize Picks also is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Join Prize Picks right now with promo code SWAMP to receive a cash match up to $100. PrizePicks.com. Daily Fantasy Simplified. Ready, You're listening to Getting Swamped with David Soderquist. All right, folks, joining me from 24-7 Sports, Jacob Rudner, man. And Jacob, you've been all over the internet. You've been doing a fantastic job there for 24-7 Sports, and you were there at the forefront of Friday Night Lights. Uh, you know, this is probably your first Friday Night Lights, I would assume, so I can't really ask you what it was like before or after, but you were down there on the turf with all the players out there. What was the atmosphere like? How were the players responding to everything? Yeah, you know, the atmosphere was good. And, and and while I wasn't there last year or in years past, I can tell you that there was a lot of feedback from people who were, who said that the experience was very different. There was a lot more uh, of an organized vibe from what I heard. Uh, people appreciated the attention to detail, I think, from from Billy Napier and his staff. And yeah, you know, the, the energy was good. Uh, the, it was It was busy. They had a lot to pay attention to. Uh, and I think generally they handled it well. Uh, you know, there was a, there was a high level of attention to detail in terms of evaluating prospects. They had guys who I know that they're looking at more closely, uh, wearing catapult tracking devices, which allows them to keep track of things like heart rate and miles per hour and whatnot. Uh, and that was interesting to see. And, and yeah, just generally, I think the feedback from the event was really good. Yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned that catapult system that they got going on because we've we've interviewed about two or three players and they talk about that catapult system. And uh, we were talking to Derek Wingo a little bit in that Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. He was talking about Devin Moore, who is a uh, a rising freshman there. He he ran like 23 miles per hour, so that's pretty quick. So uh, it's really cool to see that they got these devices and they're doing things differently. And it, it's really cool. It makes a good competition for the players and makes them all want to get better. Uh, but man, man, what a week for Florida Gator recruiting. We're going to start, man, a four-star top 150 cornerback, Jakeem Jackson, committed to Florida. You know, this is a quarterback that's been on the rise ever since his recruitment. I know Corey Raymond raves about him as, as a great cornerback. So, Jacob, you know, as we've seen, didn't really start off highly ranked in this cycle, but now is soared in the composite ranking. He's ranked 168th there in the composite. So tell us, man, why, why has he soared so far in the ranking so quick? And what are we getting out of him at the next level? Yeah, this is a guy that 24-7 Sports likes a lot. I know that we have him uh, ranked within our top 200 prospects, I believe 195 off the top of my head. Uh, mm -hmm. our, the 24-7 Sports composite, which is an, which is an industry-generated ranking, so it's all right. of the recruiting services combined. Uh, he's 168th, so slightly higher. Uh, this is a quick, quick guy. Running, you know, we have 10-9 is, is something that I've seen him run. 100-meter uh, dash, so he's quick. 
Uh, we've evaluated him to have day two potential uh, in the NFL draft. Our Andrew Ivins, who does a lot of these player evaluations, project him as a, as a four to seven round pick. Uh, but really, he's, he's good in coverage. He's quick. He's fast. Uh, he's a sticky corner. I think he's a guy that you know really bolsters this recruiting class overall, but particularly with that defensive backfield. Uh, just you know, a guy who who really adds uh, depth to the class, and it goes back to Corey Raymond just being an excellent recruiter in terms of being able to identify and uh, obtain uh, defensive back talent. So yeah, this was a this was a good addition. Brought Florida into the uh, the top twenty overall in the country in terms of recruiting class ranking. So uh, yeah, big addition for sure. Yeah, absolutely. The Corey Raymond effect is being felt all across the nation with these top corners, and we'll get into a little bit more of that as well. Uh, but that wouldn't be it, man. After that that commitment, the very next day, elite top 100 wide receiver and 10.400 meter runners, Aiden Mazzell, he commits to Florida, not only just committing, but committing in fashion, you know, getting TMZ with the live alligators on stream and all of that. So yeah, yeah. Cementing his, you know, cementing him as a Florida Gator and one of the top wide receivers in the country. You know, I have a lot of praise for Steve Wiltfog. He's, he's really good at what he does. He's been working at 24 seven forever. So for him to say, this is one of the best wide receiver units in the country right now speaks a lot of words. Now I I've, I've watched Mazel's film. His acceleration from the jump is completely ridiculous. Uh, he has speed, you can tell, but what I've really noticed about him is he can change direction with it a blink of an eye in his strides. His strides are really quick, and it's hard to keep up with somebody like that. Uh, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, these are the type of receivers that Alabama recruits every year. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, just to, to quote the great Steve Wiltfong, who you've given a shout-out to, he's, he's a touchdown waiting to happen. I think that's perfectly sad. This is yeah. a guy who has elite speed, uh, just a, just an absolute burner of a runner. Somebody, by the way, who's going to run track at the University of Florida like his parents did. Uh, so this is a legacy prospect. It's somebody that this staff, in my opinion, really just needed to land, actually. Uh, it, it, and a player, like you said, who, who is a home run threat, somebody who comes in and is immediately one of the fastest guys on the team on either side of the ball. And that's all you really have to say. I mean, I think that if you're adding a guy who is rated as highly as he is, but has this elite speed that's going to allow him to run track at, you know, one of historically the best track programs in the country. Uh, that's a pretty good ad. So uh, th this is a big one. Uh, he's currently Florida's top ranked uh, commitment in the 2023 class. Uh, obviously they're going to look to, to out recruit that. But I would say that this is, this is probably their biggest win of the cycle so far. And people will hear that and say, well, he was a shoe in to land at Florida. And I don't think it matters. I, I think that this is the kind of person that absolutely elevates your class. He makes you better. Uh, and, and, and that's all you can ask for at the end of the day. So this was huge. Yeah, definitely. Especially after that Isaiah Bond mishap last year with the coaching change and all that, you really needed to get that elite wide receiver with that elite speed. And Florida got them a good one there. And Aiden Mazzell and pairing him up there with Eugene Wilson, the athlete, top 150 guy there, man, could make for a good tandem at wide receiver, especially yeah. now with, with Justin Shorter leaving. You got some other wide receivers that... You know, I mean, they're questionable. It's not the fact that they're not good or anything. We just don't know. We've never seen them on the field. So for us to get some more wide receiver depth after, you know, Jacob Copeland leaves, after Justin Shorter leaves, uh, some of those other elite wide receivers that we had, it's a really good one-two punch there. Florida recruited there at wide receiver. Um, but 
As I said, this week's been crazy, and that wouldn't be it. Four-star top 200 safety Jordan Castell commits to Florida as well, right before the Saturday night festivities there with his mom and there. And Coach Hayes football, man, really good guy, does a lot of uh, football breakdowns at high school kids. Coach Hayes, live stream, he commits there. Uh, Florida needed a safety in this class. Finally lands top 200 prospect for Wintergreen, Florida. What are your thoughts on this guy, man? Yeah, um, this is an interesting prospect. I, I, I think that there are some people who would tell you that he might be better off as a corner. Uh, he does play a lot of corner. Um, I, I personally tend to think that he's going to end up as a safety, like you just said. Uh, he isn't the only safety prospect that Florida has in the fold right now. People uh, you know, should remember Aaron Gates, who is listed as an athlete prospect, four-star athlete prospect, is also expected to be a part of the safety group. So he, that, that this is Florida's second player at the position if he stays there and if Gates uh, you know, stays in the class and stays there. He, he Gates is a talented wide receiver as well. Um, but, I, but again, you know, I think it's a good add. Uh, this is a strong defensive back class for Florida, and it has the ability to potentially even get even stronger. Uh, and, I, and I think Castell is going to end up being somebody who is a contributor at, at the SEC level. He's somebody who is, you know, uh, rangy, very athletic. Uh, and I think there are, while there are questions about where he ends up playing positionally, this is a guy who is, you know, just a strong football mind. He's a good kid from everything I've heard from people who have talked to him uh, and, and that matters. And so, you know, just in general, and I'm not, I'm not going to say that any of these additions uh, were bad additions because they weren't. And I'm, and, and I'm not just saying that they're good uh, pickups for Florida because they, they got them. And I, you know, there's nothing bad to say. It really is that these are all solid additions to the class. It was four, four-star players, all considered blue chip prospects. And it, and it brings Florida's total actually to 14 total four-star prospects, only two non-composite four-stars at the moment in the class. Yeah, absolutely, man. And looking at that blue-chip ratio, it, and a lot of people, you know, they say, oh, well, we don't have no five-stars. Well, yep, we don't have any five-stars in the class. It's still July. But it, it, you look at the blue-chip ratio it, compared to the last staff, and it, it's just night and day from where, you know, Dan Mullen started in the middle of his classes only having like a 34 35% blue-chip ratio. Billy Napier, sure. his first year, he hasn't even coached a game has 80% plus of blue chips in his class. And these guys, I mean, they could go down, they could go up. We don't know where they're going to end up at the end of the class. And you mentioned Aaron Gates. He's been kind of quiet. He's been a, a commit for Florida for a long time. Uh, did you ever, did you hear anything from Aaron Gates while you were down there at Friday Night Lights? Yeah, we sure did. We we got to talk to him and and by all, you know, intents and purposes, it sounds like he is, is locked into to Florida's class. Um, you know, at the same time, I will caution to anybody who's listening. Kids are going to say that. I, I don't think you're going you're gonna to find a, a prospect who's going to approach a media member and say, you know what, this was great. I loved it. I'm committed. Uh, but good luck keeping me. You're never going to hear that, you know. And, and it's one of those things where you have to kind of gauge it uh, based on the fact that you know you're never going to know whether or not a kid is planning on, on leaving a class. But it does sound like he's saying the right things. Uh, it sounds like he's locked in with Florida. I should add that uh, Corey Raymond and Patrick Tony have done a really good job of connecting with him and making him feel like he's still wanted, even though this wasn't the staff that recruited him, uh, the lone holdover from the Mullen era. And, and I do think that Florida is really interested in keeping him. He's a good player. Their competition, in my opinion, is Michigan, who, who continues to pursue. Uh, but from everything that we had heard and the conversations we had, it sounds like like there's no reason for concern at the moment. 
Yeah, you kind of forget about Aaron Gates because he's been committed for so long and he's just been so quiet. So it's, sure. it's it's really cool to see that the Florida's been able to hold on to Aaron Gates, especially with the coaching change. And it looks like, unless there's like some Travis Hunter situation towards the end of the cycle, it looks like Aaron Gates is pretty locked into Florida. I mean, as you said, a lot of those kids will say, I'm 100,000% committed at that time they feel that way and then they go to another school and then it's a different story so sure yeah. sure yeah the, i always tell people do not get upset when a kid goes to another school says he's a thousand percent committed because these kids these coaches are in their ears 24 7 seven days a week they're constantly calling them and, and one thing i also noticed too tyree patterson uh he's the lowest rated commit in our class at wide receiver he's getting some crystal balls some flips to ucf what's what's the deal on that yeah i actually spoke to him on Thursday, I believe. So the day before Friday Night Lights. And I spoke to him again on Saturday when he was at Florida's cookout. Um, he says that he's locked in. I he There was a rumor that, I'm not even sure where it started, that said that he was maybe planning on flipping his commitment or decommitting from Florida over the weekend uh, and announcing that he was headed to UCF. And I asked him you know, pretty much straight up, is that the case? And he told me not only is it not true, but he had no plans of decommitting from Florida, he was looking forward to being on Florida's campus, having conversations with the coaching staff, continuing to strengthen his relationship with them. Uh, and, and it just it goes back to what I just said. There was no indication that he had plans to remove himself from Florida's class. He wasn't aware of any plans of Florida telling him that it was moving on from him. Uh, and, and so, you know, if you're going to take him at his word for it, he did say that there is no reason to believe any of the rumors and there are yes there are crystal ball picks on 24 7 sports that say he's headed to ucf and that could certainly happen uh you know i have said on our our message board on on 24 7 sports sorry to to plug myself a little bit here but i have said uh that you know it is definitely possible he has visited the program he was there i believe this week uh ucf i'm referring to and uh you know you never know what can happen in recruiting but based on what the kid is saying he is a gator at the moment yeah, you can plug 24-7 all you want, man. I'll give you permission. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, that'll be something interesting to look look towards down the stretch here with Tyree Patterson and uh, all the UCF, I guess, the the rumors going out there. So you know how it is in recruiting, man. Uh, it's a wild roller coaster. It goes up and down. You just never know it sometimes. But last but not least, man, uh, capping off Friday Night Lights here, four-star wide receiver Andy Jean. Uh, commits to Florida. Now this guy is—he's not the quickest hundred meter sprinter, and it may not jump out to you. But this guy, the four hundred meters, pretty lights out. So I mean, that top end speed at the next level could be pretty dangerous. Now he has three games that he's played in his junior year, but he played ten his senior year. Caught for seven hundred thirty-three yards, averaged eighteen point three yards per reception. Uh, may not have played his whole high school football career here, but you see the potential, man. What are we getting out of Andy G? Yeah, this is a solid player who I think is just outside of gaining top 247 status. I think that he has all the right qualities that you want in a wide receiver, and he's somebody that our network is certainly watching, maybe even to bump up into that top 247 picture. Uh, just, just a solid all-around wide receiver. He's a technician. He knows how to do what he needs to do. Uh, he does everything cleanly, good route runner, good hands, good speed. Uh, and, and just kind of has the qualities across the board that you would want in a four-star prospect. I would say this, though. I think the biggest win for Florida as it relates to Gene has nothing necessarily to do with his skill set. So much as it does where he comes from, uh, who he was committed to, and who he was being pursued by, uh, this is a former Miami commit. 
This is a guy who comes from South Florida. He was right in Miami's backyard and Billy Napier was able to go and, and basically pluck him out and, and make him a Gator. And we haven't seen a ton of that yet of, of Billy Napier being able to kind of dominate the uh, Miami versus Florida battle and, and win out on prospects. And Gene is a great example of somebody where Florida did win and, and they need those types of victories. Uh, and so I would say that in addition to getting a very good player, I think Florida picks up a, a significant chunk of momentum with that commitment. So this was a good one. I also know that Gene wasn't initially planning on making his announcement this past weekend. It was something that Florida staff did a good job of pushing him towards making him feel comfortable to make that announcement. Uh, and, and that was great. So I would say that this was as much a win on the general recruiting front and how it, it helps Florida momentum wise as it was in terms of just getting the player. Right. And you guys be on the lookout for Andy Jean's ranking to change here because it, most sites don't really technically have a ranking for him yet. They have him placed as like the 60th or 50th wide receiver, but there's no official ranking yet. So I'm pretty sure with the new rankings update, the 24-7 rivals and, and all that, you know, have his composite. I mean, on three has him at the 170th ranked player in this class. So it could go up, it could go down, but I guess the reason for right now where his composite is is because there really isn't anything out there yet. I mean, he hasn't played that many games, I guess, enough to justify maybe having a ranking yet. But I'm pretty sure, obviously, as the, the cycle goes down and, uh, you know, the season, the senior season happens, I'm pretty sure all all the agencies would probably have a ranking for him. Am I not right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think the big thing that I would watch is how he moves around on 24-7 sports, particularly um, our uh -huh. independent rankings for Andy Gene. I think that that's probably where he's due for a huge bump. Uh, and I think that there's reason to believe that that could happen sooner rather than later. Uh, he's a guy who's really starting to catch people's attention. So uh, while yes, you are correct that he will potentially move up more on our composite score based on what other sites do. What the, the place that I would look for the biggest movement is with two, four, seven specifically. All right, guys, you guys be on the lookout for 24-7 soul rankings there because they're about to give him one in a, in a stamp of approval, I guess, for whatever you guys rank him as. And uh, for I had a lot of guys reach out to me and say, why is this guy ranked 300, whatever? And I said, I don't think any of the sites really technically have a ranking for him yet. So sure. be on the lookout, man. Uh, Andy Jean coming up, high rising wide receiver here. And I said last but not least, but uh, you know that's not all what we're going to talk about here because there's been some rumor and innuendo innuendo around excuse me i'm tripping over my words here john johnson coming fresh off a decommitment from ohio state while visiting friday night lights uh there was smoke about a miami visit that was shut down real quick uh when you put two and two together man this is looking like a pretty good situation for florida Corey raymond wouldn't you think yeah you know i would say that this is looking good for florida i am i'm, I'm never going to be the guy to uh to, to to give it to people how they want to hear it i'm going to give it to you straight i think that this is looking good uh, the longer this process goes, and I will say that I don't necessarily think that that's on Florida so much as it is that this kid just might want to see what his options are. He might want to take official visits. He might not want to make a commitment right now directly after decommitting. I really don't know. Uh, I would say that the longer it takes, as I'm sure anybody can imagine, less, less good for Florida. Um, but I do think that Florida has done a really good job of inserting itself into this commitment of making Dijon Johnson feel good about Florida, to feel welcomed at Florida. Uh, it seemed as though he enjoyed his time. He did not want to do any interviews, which we obviously 
uh, we respect whenever uh, a kid does not want to talk. Uh, but again, you know, there was no reason to believe that his time on Florida's campus went poorly. Uh, I do think Florida, if I had to, if you ask me, you know, you have to put a team out front right now, I would absolutely say it's the Gators. Uh, and now it's just kind of a matter of waiting to see what happens. Is he going to take his time? Is he ready to make an announcement soon? Uh, and, and those things are going to be what determines where this goes, obviously. So, you know, I think it's a time thing and, and, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not the only elite cornerback I kind of wanted to talk about here. I, I know I said last but not least, but Cormani uh, McLean, he was there as well in attendance. And I'm pretty sure the, the fans that listen to this podcast probably want to know how that visit went at Friday Night Lights. How, how was everything with Cormani McLean? It's it, it, he's he's kind of a tough guy to get a read on. I would say he's somebody that I think tries his best to to stay away from the media. He even actually tweeted that he's done doing interviews until after the season, just so he can focus in uh, on what he needs to do on the field. Uh, but there's again, you know, it, it, I'll say the same thing I said for Dijon Johnson. It's that there's no reason to believe anything went poorly. I think that Florida is in a strong position uh, for the elite prospect. I think that they have an opportunity to continue to push and maybe even to land a commitment. But I don't think that that decision is something that's imminent. So this is one of those things where Florida did a good job for itself, getting him on campus, having him be around the staff, uh, you know, putting together a good time for him. But it is also something that they're going to have to continue to do. Uh, get him on campus for the official visit. Make sure that he continues to feel warm and fuzzy about Florida over the next several months. Uh, and, and then you can really start evaluating. So the, the truth here is that I think it's a little far off to make any sort of determination, but, but I do think that Florida is doing its job. Yeah. And I, I kind of like those uh, kids that are just quiet and go through the process and, and concentrate on their work and how they do everything like that. Cause you don't really get a lot of drama out of those kind of kids. You, you just get a straightforward answer of where they're going or where they're not going or something like that. So sure. Uh, Kawani McLean going to be a quiet guy here. We're probably not going to be able to get a read on him throughout the year, which is fine. As long as he becomes a Florida Gator, I'll be happy. Um, all the other recruits uh, that were there in attendance, was there any of the other guys that stuck out to you or anything that good that you heard from any of those guys? Um, you know, I think it, uh, I'll, I'll speak generally first. I think it was a solid overall event. I think that Florida did a good job of attracting talent that not only it wanted to see work out in front of it, but also to get guys uh, like a Kelby Collins, like uh, a, a I'm trying to think of other guys who were who were there but not participating. Even Dejon Johnson, who was at the camp but wasn't camping, uh, to be able to get those levels of talent even on scene and to just be there, I think that's important. And so, you know, I think this was a big weekend for Florida. I think that they actually won the weekend, which is which is huge. They swung momentum in their in their favor. Uh, and in terms of standouts, Caden Jones, an offensive lineman out of Louisiana. He was in attendance uh, for the camp. I know Florida is, is pursuing him pretty heavily. Uh, they need some help up front in this class. Uh, and he's a guy that I know that they have their sights set on pretty hard here. And uh, he looked solid, uh, you know, struggled a little bit in some one-on-one -on -one reps, but not anything that I would necessarily think is concerning or would, or would change Florida's mind in terms of how much it wants to pursue him. Uh, and that was important. Um, yeah, you know, off the top of my head, there wasn't really anybody that was, that was that was shockingly good. I think that there were a lot of solid performances. I don't know that anybody really, uh, you know, blew away the competition. I would also add, though, for anybody who's discouraged by that, a lot of the best players didn't actually participate in the camp. Uh, they were there for the the cookout the following day, 
Uh, and, and, and so the talent was kind of marginal uh, in terms of, of whether or not they belong at Florida or not. But, but again, I think that the focus should be more on the fact that Friday Night Lights was a win for Florida because of the sheer volume of people who came out uh, and the, the caliber of talent that was merely in attendance and not necessarily participating. And that's important to just remember. So, you know, to answer your question, it, it no, there was nobody that really like, wow, this was somebody that that deserves to be talked about. But I would say that it was a good weekend in general. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you could get it at any elites on campus, whether they're even if they're not favoring Florida, anytime you can get an elite on campus, that could possibly change their mind and their uh, aspect of what they think of the University of Florida, like your Samuel Mapembas, all those type of guys. So, sure. you know, you, you you just want to have the elites on your campus just for one of those events. And uh, my man Colin Hurley was down there, too, from that 2025 class. So I'll hopefully be able to interview him here next week. But Jacob, man. Thank you for joining me here on Getting Swapped. I know you've been kicking ass out there lately with the job you're doing with Blake and Graham Hall over there. And, uh, you know, Graham's a little bit under the weather. He's, uh, he's, he's pretty sick. So we all do appreciate the excellent work you guys are doing over there at 24-7, man. Yeah, we appreciate you. And, and you know, listen, Dave, we, uh, definitely all of us appreciate you bringing us on the podcast. Always a good time. Uh, Graham, Graham spoke very highly, so it's, uh, I'm, I'm honored to uh, be a part of it. And uh, definitely if Graham's listening to uh, Get Well to Him yeah absolutely i've been behind him and getting that head and shoulder sponsorship so uh we're we're, we're working <laughs> on that there you, <laughs> there you go all right jacob man as i said kick-ass work you do over there 24 7 and thank you for joining me i'll get in swamp man thanks david and and, and likewise to you. you guys do great so I, I appreciate the opportunity to be on absolutely man need a sign for your company your man cave your live stream or podcast give my guy brandon white a shout out at white and sons wood carving he has the best handcrafted signs nationally all custom fit for your needs with state-of-the-art paint and epoxy you can have that glow of your sign too with some custom leds as a package as well give him a shout out on twitter at ws woodcarving you can also follow him on twitch and check out his facebook page at white and sons woodcarving top of the line signs made from scratch college programs must be competitive in this day and age in regards to providing opportunities to athletes to profit from their name, image, and likeness. It's no secret that NIL is changing the game when it comes to college athletes and the decisions they make for their future. And we, as fans, can help impact those decisions, not only now, but for the future. The Gator Collective is leading the charge, uniting fans and student-athletes like never before. Enrollment gives you access to exclusive interviews, content, interactions, and events that bring you closer to your favorite Gator athlete. Also, by joining the Gator Collective, you are supporting these Gator athletes in their journey to build relationships and skills for the future of their livelihoods. You're providing a path for these Gator athletes to excel in life. NIL is changing the landscape of college sports, and we can be the leading and premier force for all college athletes. Become a member at thegatorcollective.com today. You're listening to the Getting Swamped Podcast with your host, David Soderquist, your number one source for all things college football and Florida Gators. All right, man. Jacob Rudner, new up-and-comer from 24-7 Sports. and He's been on fire lately, man, keeping us informed with up-to-date information on the recruiting trail. And, man... I'm now starting to like this recruiting thing that Billy Napier's staff are doing here at the University of Florida. And Coach said it best himself. I mean, if we can't sign 25 good players at the University of Florida, then 
you could be looking for a new coach. So uh, we're going to go, we've got a plan and we're going to go execute our plan. Recruiting is fun again here at the University of Florida. And speaking of that, I will have on a surprised high school Florida prospect on the next episode of Getting Swamp coming down the road next week. So stay tuned and also stay tuned to that Twitter feed because I still do not think Florida is done yet. But folks, that will do it for this episode of Getting Swamped, your latest in football statistics, special guests, and social media. Thank you for listening to Getting Swamped.